Okay guys, today no fancy music at the beginning of the episode, because this is the first interview for the Bavarian Italian podcast. I had the pleasure to interview Arnaldo, who is an influencer who lives in Berlin. I had a lovely talk with him discussing about the differences of being an expat in Berlin and being an expat in Munich, so I hope you will like the episode. I'm here to remember you to follow the show on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts and whatever, and I'm leaving you to the interview. The Bavaritalian Podcast Interview Edition. So we can start with this episode of the Bavaritalian Podcast. Today is a huge episode because I have the pleasure to have with me Arnaldo Panja, who is an Italian influencer, I would say, and has the peculiarity of living in Berlin. So I wanted to invite him because I, I knew him from YouTube many years ago, and I realized that he actually lives in Berlin. So I think It could be a very interesting episode today to have the comparison between life in Berlin and life in Munich as an expat and especially as Italian expats. I know that this is not a podcast for Italian expats, but it happened that Arnaldo is also Italian. I would like you, Arnaldo, to tell me what you do in your life and what you're doing in Berlin, actually. Hello, Andrea. Thanks for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here. And without further ado, I'm just throwing myself in. So I moved to Berlin Uh, in 2018 because I was struggling to find a career in Italy. So I had started as a freelancer interpreter and translator after spending one year in Taiwan to make the most out of my Mandarin Chinese. And for personal reasons, I decided to move back to Europe. I was pretty confident that I would find uh, something interesting that would let me live comfortably, um, being able to speak Italian, English, French and Mandarin Chinese, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. On top of that, I was trying to pivot my career. I wanted to change uh, what I did. So starting from my interpreting and translation Uh, skills I wanted to move into marketing because I had been creating content since 2014 and I thought I knew a couple of things about content creation. Nevertheless I moved to Berlin uh, as I mentioned earlier on in 2018 and I started working in customer service then um, I was uh, laid over for independent reasons and I tried to go back in uh, in the game but then the pandemics came and it was particularly uh, difficult to to pivot and uh, I had um, mental health issues and uh, to make it a long story short I found a job as a sales representative and in within that company uh, Idealo by the way Uh, I managed to pivot and to work in uh, content marketing. I am currently working as a brand manager for the Italian branch of Idealo. This is very interesting. The first point that I want to mention is that this is something for my for the people that follow my my show. I'm very sorry if my English is not as good as Arnaldo's one. So for the next episodes, you're not going to hear any any English like his. It's a, it's a very good accent. I also know that you know many languages. This is also something that we share, that uh, passion for languages is also something very important for me. And it's something that 
actually allowed you to travel for work and, and actually to yes. land in Berlin. So I think it's a very important point to mention. It's something that anyway, like it connects every expat because uh, of course expats, uh, when they go abroad, they need to, to you know, know the language and, and they also have the opportunity to improve their languages while, while abroad, of course. Anyway, uh, Berlin is a city where many Italians live. So my question is, what's your relationship with Italian expats? And then can you compare the relationship that you have with other expats, like uh, from other countries? Sure. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you, don't feel bad about uh, your accent, which is very solid. And also, I did this in my university, it was my major. So uh, if I wasn't I wouldn't say good, but I'd say decent in speaking English. It would have been a complete disaster. So <laughs> don't feel bad and like it, it, it's fine. Don't be modest. <laughs> I mean, it's also what I do on, on my YouTube channel. I, I teach English for Italian speakers. So that's that, that's kind of what I do. But thanks. You're very kind. Now, back to your question um, for Italian expats. I have to say that um, I'm not... Um, usually very fond of Italian expats. Um, the reason is that um, people tend to stay among Italians, to um, attend Italian restaurants, to have Italian food all the time, and it's like prolonging the uh, umbilical cord with Italy, and that's not the kind of experience I was looking for. So um, I happen to work with uh, Italian people and I love my colleagues and I'm having a great time whenever I'm uh, working with them. And probably the reason why I am getting along with them is also because they try to integrate in Germany and they like spending time with other fellow expats from other parts of the world. So the, the thing I enjoy the most about being in Berlin is that I have the possibility of speaking all the languages I know within a day and within few kilometers and that's that's great that's a privilege it makes me feel so alive and there's a bunch of cultures all together and you can do pretty much whatever you feel like um, I usually I go to the office wearing shorts or with uh, nail polish and, and it's fine, it's welcomed, um, as long as you do what you're required to do. Work culture is, is, is much more balanced compared to Italy. And as for other expats, I tend to go along very well with, um, for instance, uh, American expats, um, Taiwanese expats as well, Chinese expats and uh, French expat, pretty much, I have to say, I have no preference. Uh, my only point is that probably uh, staying with uh, Italian expats, it feels, it feels a little bit too much like being at home, and that's, I, I left for a reason, that's what I'm saying. I, I have no words because this is exactly what I would say to this, to this question that I made, because it's exactly the same for me. I, I also left for a reason. I have nothing against Italians, of course, abroad, but the, the fact of being an expat, and this is also something I want to talk about in my podcast, like the reasons why somebody becomes an expat and what's in, in his or her mind when wanting to become an expat is that something in, in the country of origin is not feeling right, or maybe there is yeah. anyway, like the some like the person wants to explore something different so exploring the same culture or living the same culture in a new country 
uh, the same culture that you've been living for the whole time in your life in your home country in another country doesn't make sense to me. So I think it's very interesting what you said, that, and it can be absolutely relatable to me and to many other expats. Yeah, and it's also very interesting what you said about the, the freedom um, that you experienced in Berlin. I think probably this is something very common in Germany overall. I think probably Munich is a bit more conservative from this point of view. And this is also, yeah, I don't know if this is the reason why. I mean, there are many expats here as well, but not as many as in Berlin. So I think it's also important to have uh, your your experience and interesting for my podcast because the two cities are so different. Have you ever been to Munich, actually? I think so, right? I have been to Munich and I did speak to um, people from Munich. For instance, my Nachbar, my, my neighbor is from Munich and it's very interesting to see how more closely related we are with Bavarians compared to uh, people from northern Germany or the rest of Germany. Uh, Catholicism being the, the first point of contact between our two cultures, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. But anyway, I mean, we both share this thing that we want to experience something new, different from our country. But is there actually something you miss from Italy? And I, I mean, if you're telling me food, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be a bit disappointed. Like, I know food is a, is a huge thing, but is there something like a feeling? Uh, um, yeah, something. Maybe can you elaborate on this? Yes, well, I wouldn't answer food because food is great in Berlin and you can have whatever the hell you want. Uh, you can have the best pizza, like, like Naples-style pizza. Uh, if you're craving for Italian, you can get really anything you can get in Berlin. Uh, yeah, and on top of that, there's great Asian food. You can get authentic Chinese or authentic Vietnamese Korean food, quite the contrary. Whenever I'm back to Italy, I'm actually missing diversity because, you know, Italy is great for, for um, sorry, oh, for fuck's sake, my, my grandma is calling me every day. Every day around five is calling me. Yeah, that's another thing I, I really don't miss very much about Italy. It's peer pressure. Peer pressure is, is very high. People think that Italy is a laid-back country, but it, it is not. Uh, and and the, the, it's not me saying, it's uh, Hofstede saying, one of the major sociologists of the, the 21st century. Italy is a country with very, it's a very high context culture. That means that you're not told anything and you're supposed to know everything. So you're not supposed to say, eat, or wear these kind of things in these times of the day or of the year. And you're not told why. It's just like that. And if you don't know, well, shame on you. And you're supposed to act like this. You're supposed to treat people like that. And you're supposed to conform. And that's a kind of mindset which... Um, I found very detrimental for my mental health. I'm not saying it's something that people should agree with. Most of my friends are okay with that, but it's just not my case. Um, I don't like to conform this way. And that's the reason also why in Italy it's kind of contemplated to have a lot of transgressions because it's kind of the the narration pact it's part of the suspension of disbelief if you're there you're supposed to to follow the rules the non-written rules strictly 
and it's okay if you transgress from time to time. So that's absolutely one thing that I do not miss about Italy. What can I say? Sometimes I miss sunlight during winter because Berlin can be very grey and very dark, but it's physiologically, I, I just miss sunlight. It can be anywhere. And of course, some friends. I miss some dear friends. But do you think also this is a very good point because obviously uh, as an expat, I mean, you're, meet, you're meeting many people and many different cultures and everything, but do you have the feeling that you have friends in Berlin, like in the very, in the true sense of the word? Of course, of course, yes, uh, without any doubt, absolutely. It's um, more difficult to make friends with German people, uh, with Berliners, but I can understand why a lot of people come and go from Berlin. So it, it makes sense that you tend to grow attached to people who know they are there to stay rather than expats. But yeah, I have I have lots of friends here in Berlin. Yeah, no, this is actually a super good point you raised because this is a very important difference between Munich and Berlin, I think, because as you said, people tend to leave Berlin at a certain point in their life And people tend to leave Munich not as often as Berlin. And I noticed this between other expats that I got to know. And this is also reflected with Germans because I actually made very good friends with Germans, Bavarian people actually. And the fact is that people from Italy, for example, they tend to think that Germans are not very friendly and that there is also this language barrier, right? right? So people do not really tend to learn German. But I think that once you learn German, once you can speak German, you have this key to meet German people and Bavarian people, and they are very well happy to welcome you in your life. So probably this is a very interesting difference between Munich and Berlin. Of course, yeah, Munich people have their traditions here and Bavarian people especially, they're very, very uh, fond of their traditions. So, of course, me as an Italian, I cannot fully participate to these traditions, right? Uh, I cannot say that I belong, that those traditions actually belong to me. So in those cases, there is this gap and the, the friendship kind of vanishes a bit. But I think at least for the people that I got to know uh, from Bavaria, I got to meet very, very good friends that I can rely on. And yeah, this is this is also interesting to to mention because exactly we I want to explore with you the differences between Berlin and Munich from from this point of view. Otherwise, what do you think, because besides making friends or something like that, what do you think about Germans at work? Uh, how is it in Berlin? Oh, well, I think that there definitely is a stereotype whenever someone thinks of German people being efficient. I think that um, German people are just more direct, uh, for, for the better and for worse. Uh, this means that they state clearly what they expect of you. And whatever it's not written down, it's not expected. Whereas uh, it cannot be said the same thing for uh, Italian uh, employers. I heard many horror stories in the workplace that kind of remind me of Asian work culture. And I think that Italian work culture is not that far compared to Asian work culture. By Asian, of course, I mean Eastern Asian. So Taiwan, Japan, China, Korea, and so on. For example, uh, as an Italian, you're kind of expected to spend extra hours at work. You're expected to leave after your boss. And that's not necessarily true uh, in Germany. Quite the contrary. If you're staying extra hours, 
the boss is kicking you out because hey do, do, why would i need to pay electricity for you watching youtube videos just just go home it's fire and so on and and also it's kind of it's okay if you're having fun while working it, it's it's actually welcomed because the gist of it is that you're supposed to 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 work and and be happy because that boils down to retention boils down to sustainability and of course I, I am talking like this because I am very happy with uh, the work culture at Idealo and I'm very grateful to work there. Of course, it wasn't always the case. For example, I did start in customer service and uh, it, it was it, it was a shit show. It was terrible. Yeah, people working in customer service hardly ever have it good. So remember that anytime you're calling your internet provider, anytime you're calling customer service, be extra kind. That is a tough job. There's shifts. That means that it's very difficult to have a personal life, personal projects, and even hitting the gym every Tuesday at 6 p.m. can be challenging because sometimes, oh, you got the shift. So yes. And as for work, coming back to your question, I have the impression that German people culturally are very good at working within protocols but whenever something unexpected happens they tend to panic because they are looking for the frame of reference and whenever there's no frame of reference they are hardly capable of navigating through chaos and that's something where italian people shine i think because it's our it's our everyday life reading between lines reading the room and navigating through chaos so that's about it yeah yeah and and it's interesting and important that you help me debunking this stereotype because it's also something that i mentioned throughout the podcast i like the working culture in in germany in munich because i think it's very relaxed and i think that arbeitgeber uh, actually they want you to be productive so they they help you in you know being relaxed at work and even though i never worked in italy actually i know from experiences from my friends and people that i know that this is not the case so it's another important point and i mean i'm not saying anybody come to germany to work uh, because you you need to have uh, also the mentality exactly to work here uh, is not automatically that you're going to to fit well in the in the culture of the company of the colleagues and everything so it's it's hard it's not not easy to move to another country to work and again this is something i also want to explain and give tips about to expats wannabe uh, I think that the differences between Munich and, and Berlin are also interesting for people that are going to to decide, you know, where, where to go to Berlin or to Munich. But yeah, exactly. I think it, is, it was very interesting to hear about your personal story. And then I also mentioned that you're a content creator, that I uh, got to know your channel on YouTube many years ago. And I think even though I'm not a content creator myself, I, I try <laughs> to be with this small podcast that I have. Uh, I wanted to know, is Berlin actually a city that inspires you for your content? Can you, can you get any inspiration? Can you, do you have the feeling that you can do something that other people cannot do on whether it's YouTube or Instagram or whatever? 
Well, I have to disagree with you uh, whenever you say that you're not a content creator. This is a piece of content that you are creating. That means you are a content creator. Just as simple as that. If you go outside and you run, you become a runner. Especially especially now in this time and day, like you have a mobile phone in your pocket and you can make a video out of it. You can record a podcast out of it. So everybody is a content creator. But um, apart from that, um, Berlin. Yes, Berlin is definitely... You know what? It's interesting. Berlin is interesting, but it doesn't make you a good content creator. I know uh, excellent content creator who are very creative and they live in the middle of nowhere. And on, on, the, on, the other, on the other way around, I know content creators who live... Content creators, sorry, who live in um, Metropolis and major cities, and their content is not particularly interesting. So Berlin can feed your soul because there's a lot to do. Because, you know, um, it's basically the living example of the world is your oyster. But it doesn't necessarily make you a decent content creator. One of the best performing videos I made uh, last year was me showing a German uh, supermarket. I, 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 was, I was filming inside of, a, of an Aldi. And for God knows what reason, the video went viral. It got as, as many as 400,000 views. And it was mostly people um, arguing in the comment sections on why Germany is a soulless country because there was a... a an automatic bread slicing machine and oh god german people are horrible they have no soul uh, they hate human interaction so they put a machine instead of bakers slicing your bread or oh my god where will be uh, and where is society heading people do not even want to cut their own bread you, you know god knows what whatever happened uh, in the mind of why it went viral i don't know but uh, the reason, what I'm trying to say is that, especially, I would say in life, but especially in content creation, you never know whatever is going to go well. Sometimes you pour your heart in a video and you get few views, you don't get tractions. And sometimes you shoot a video in a supermarket and people go freaking bonkers about a bread slicing machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, really. Maybe I mean this is the the reason why I started this podcast is because I was kind of lacking uh, uh, in creativity, and I I just realized okay, I'm I'm working the whole day, and then I come back home and I have nothing to do. My job is not that creative at all. So uh, yeah, I started this podcast and I wanted to you know just express my thoughts and everything. I know that there are many content creators in Munich uh, that shoot TikToks about their recommendation for restaurant. I don't know how is it in Berlin, but here in Munich, everyone has TikToks or, or Instagram pages where they, they show like where they go to eat and they have recommendation and something like that, which is also useful, but everyone is doing that. So yeah, my, my question was like, if Berlin is actually a city that can offer something different from this. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would argue that the underground scene can be more interesting. But I'd also have to highlight that by its own nature, the 
underground scene abhors all the lights and the razzle-dazzle of social media. And that's kind of like that. There are many artists who produce their their stuff live or, for example, graffiti artists or whatever, musicians and so on. And I'm not, they're not very active on uh, social networks. And that's kind of by choice. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a punk attitude, uh, I would say. Mm, but it's not necessarily true for for everyone. Um, there are, for example, very funny comedians who started on YouTube and on TikTok and on Instagram, and they later on spiral, spiraled into success and started doing live comedy shows and started touring and so on. So I would say there is no easy answer to to that. I mentioned this because I, I would like to make up um, an episode in the next weeks about this aspect uh, of content creation and yourself being a content creator, you, you deliver a very precious opinion on this. This, is, this should be everything because we discussed about the reason that led you to Berlin, how you are integrated in your work, how is your relationship with other Italians and with international people and about your, your career as a content creator, do you have anything to add? What I wanted to, to end up our uh, episode with is that I have very strong feelings against the word expat. Over the past few years, uh, the word expat has been used even in Italian because immigrant, immigrant became a bad word. It's like, oh, immigrants are, you know, the poor, whereas expats are richer or they have lighter skin tone and so on. What I like to consider myself as is immigrant. I'm an immigrant and there's nothing more Italian probably of leaving one's home country seeking for fortune. I think that the word immigrant also celebrates the stories, the tragedies, the sacrifices of families being torn and people seeking for fortune everywhere in the world so um, that's one last controversial thought i'd like to leave you with this world of expats be brave enough to be an immigrant this is very interesting. I never thought about this, honestly. But I think it's it's good food for thought. So I also believe this can sparkle any any discussion. But anyway, Arnaldo, thank you very much for participating to this first interview in the Bavarian Italian podcast. It has been a pleasure, really. For everybody, I will leave Arnaldo's social media in the description so you can check his content. And yeah, thank you very much for participating again. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, all the best for your future endeavors. The Bavaritalian Podcast Interview Edition